Being Badger Bound is Breaker. We are Badger Bound. That is, they're going to Wisconsin. Up the road a bit, we got an action doc who is a person, usually at a low-class truck stop, that can arrange a variety of illegal services for a fee. So truckers have fixers. Sorry, we can go ahead if you want. <laughs> no, the, no, you, you, you seem to have found your calling. It is learning trucker lingo from, I'm assuming, like the mid-70s. No, because here's one. They apparently have a slang term for bounty hunter, because I guess some of them are being hunted for bounties. Breaker 1-4, we got a Django Fett on the east side. Close. It's Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> or a dog. We got, we got a dog on the port side, Sloop. Yeah, if the phrase Dog the Bounty Hunter was their slang for bounty hunter, that would be a little redundant. Yeah. We got a fat cat, which is a lingo for an overweight truck driver. I don't know how, how you can tell. Yeah, that how could you tell? Unless he is so fat, you can actually see <laughs> cab him. Cab is lower. <laughs> yes, it's scraping Sparks. against the highway. <laughs> we got a flash for cash, which is a, a speed camera trap. Oh, I thought that was a trucker game show. No, no, no. It could be. See, I can understand to a certain degree why you would need to come up with like code words for all of these, but eventually it gets to the point where the specificity is just so. So specific. They've had decades to come up with all this jargon, Nick. That's true. It, they, they're of... the J.R.R. Tolkien of America's highways. You know, I never... keep that in the episode. I never thought of it that, that way. That was a brilliant. That was a brilliant connection on my part. It was, and you know, I mean, Steve, we've already learned so much about truckers, and the episode hasn't even started. It hasn't, but it will now because this is the Songtopsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier, and I'm your on the road, on the highway, jibber jabber, joke book, keyed up, kick a tire, kicker, limo liberal, Steve Trollinger. And that was not just random jargon coming out of Steve's head. He is actually referencing real trucker jargon for this week's episode. And before we get too far into that, though, you may have already noticed that uh, MrMikeRussell.com is not present on this week's episode. Wait a minute, guys. Oh, Mike, he just came in the door. You're telling me that I'm not here? (laughs) That I am a non-entity? For both Mike and all of our listeners, I do want you to know we do think Mike is more than just the sum of the phrase. Are you telling me? Yeah, sometimes he also says, listen. Uh, yeah, and that's those are the two things. Everyone needs a catchphrase. Uh, but if this is your first time listening to the podcast, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this week's episode is a little bit different. This was actually a subgenre of a subgenre that I hadn't really heard of before. But a sub sub genre, a sub sub genre, a quad sub genre. I mean, I I don't know any other phrase for it other than sentimental trucker music, uh, because the song we're discussing is "Teddy Bear" by one Red Sovine or Sovine. I've never heard it said out loud. Nick, why don't you go ahead and drop the hammer down on that track, please? Now, Steve, please translate in trucker speak. What is oh, that? That means to press the accelerator at full speed. <gasps> if by press the accelerator you mean hit the space bar and play the song, then I can do that. I was on the outskirts of a little southern town Trying to reach my destination before the sun went down The old CB was blaring away on channel 1-9 When there came a little boy's voice on the radio line Alright, now before we go too much further You, the listener, um, may think Oh, is this some kind of spoken word intro before the song kicks in? And the answer is no This is the entirety of the song It is... A the, the the most polite way I've heard it uh, seen it written is it is a spoken recitation above cu- uh, in front of country background music. Yeah, it's um I'm gonna go ahead and say up front after listening to this that it, it's the picture of Nick Brigadier is becoming crystal clear in its focus. And what with, is with what is every that? song he picks? Well, you obviously hate. Uh, enforced sentimentality. You're damn right I um, do. You despise all that is good and light. That's uh, not necessarily true. Because it makes you uh, irrationally angry. I 
I do um, not like the forced, not not just sentimentality, but the manipulation. I already know what Mike's perspective would be on this based on our Christmas shoes episode, which you should check out, uh, listeners, if you've not done so already, where Mike called me a monster because I did not fall for the contrived plight of the little boy trying to buy shoes for his dying mother. Yeah, and we're doing this episode today without Mike. As a pointed criticism to him. <laughs> yes. It wasn't that Mike was unavailable. I can't wait for him to listen to this because, listener, you can go ahead and keep on listening if you want to, but I'm going to tell you up front, this episode is not about you. This is a concentrated attack on behalf of Nick and myself directed to at directly at one Mike Russell, who is not here and cannot defend himself. So don't feel attacked, listener. Only Mike needs to feel attacked by this episode because it is, in fact, an attack on him. And the things he holds dear. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. That is 100% accurate. In fact, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about the artist a little bit, but just so you have a sense of what this song is about. It is called Teddy Bear, uh, and this refers to the nickname of a wheelchair-bound paraplegic boy who uses a CB radio. Do you need to, do you need to specify... <laughs> the wheelchair bound and paraplegic. Well, his, he's not crawling around his room floor. His mom did get him a wheelchair, or he had good health insurance. He could have. He could have some sort of like hover chair. He could. I mean, he could be Professor X for all we know. You know, they don't actually say what time period this takes place in, so it could be some sort of like wheel truck context clues. trucker dystopian future. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this this uh, paraplegic boy who uh, uses a CB radio, which stands for Citizens Band Radio, which was very popular uh, in the early to mid seventies. It's still it's it, it, there's a culture around. There is, there is. It's a little bit there's, more. Niche. I've literally pages and pages of <laughs> yes, lingo. That's, that's all Steve has been reading from this episode. Um, and he uses this to uh, make friends with truckers after his own truck driving father is killed. Spoiler alert. Now they well, don't even need to hear the song. No, that's not the spoiler. That's that's the setup. That's that's where the that's that's the kid's plight. But we'll get into what happens after. Uh, but this quote unquote song, or like I said, more of a spoken recitation, uh, was done by. That's another thing about you. You seem to have a weird love hate relationship with songs that end up not being songs. It's not really a song. I'll get into it. It's uh, was by Red Sovine, whose full name was actually Woodrow Wilson Sovine. And he was born in 1917. Damn right. Yes, so... Wait, Woodrow Wilson was not born in 1917. This guy was born in 1917. No, but Woodrow Wilson was president. Right, he was named yes. for Woodrow Wilson. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so we know his parents' political leanings in that regard. Uh, born 1917 in West Virginia. Uh, he began performing uh, in an early morning show at KWKHAM in Shreveport. Uh, and this eventually steered him towards better and better time slots. And then eventually he... Uh, through just the right connections, uh, ended up getting a uh, MGM Records contract in 1949. I just imagine the like <clears throat> the morning like zoo crew in Shreveport is really because it's Louisiana, and I just can't imagine like anything but a lugubrious like drawn out like most of those you know like our our idea of like a a radio jockey is a so it's coming to you live from WKXP like yes. that sort of thing, and I just it's. It's Shreveport, so it's like, coming to you live from KXP, mmm, hot as molasses outside today, down on the highway, done on Interstate I-95, there are several traffic incidents, mmm, powerful hot today outside on the highway. <laughs> they gradually lose momentum the more yeah. they talk, until they're just like... Chances of sunshine in the afternoon. By 10 a.m., it's. Uh... <laughs> it's just one continuous drone sound. But he began performing as a musician. He had some uh, honky tonk hits. That yeah! was exactly that was kind of his wheelhouse for a bit. But he didn't really take off. He was always kind of like a mid tier. Uh, mid-tier honky-tonk? Mid-tier honky-tonk. And listeners, let me tell you, if you are, there's almost nothing lower than mid-tier honky-tonk. Like, you could be really bad at honky-tonk, or you can be the, the greatest at honky-tonk. You don't want to be floating yeah, in that like, mid-tier level. You don't want, it's like, a, it's like the Bible says about <laughs> yeah, being lukewarm. I will spit you out of my mouth, honky-tonk song, if thou are not both hot and or cold. 
Direct quote from the Sermon from the Mount. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, Bible scholar uh, Stephen Trollinger. Uh, but, so, he was he was not in the best place career-wise, but he found his niche in 1965, um, which was, as I stated earlier, sentimental trucker songs. That was his niche. He literally has become referred to as the father of trucker music, which is specifically the kind of music that would get truckers, you know, who are the backbone of... America. I'll just say that. Yeah. And, it's just it's the kind of music it starts with like boom 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 yes. boom 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 like that Yes, sort of. the kind of music that you can turn up high when you're on an 18-wheel rig with the open highway ahead of you. Like that kind of <laughs> Sorry, I don't have lyrics. See, see if I couldn't hear that. Could you say that one more time? Oh, that song. That song. Yes. Uh Yes, yeah, so he did a song in 1965 called Giddy Up Go. That was his first major trucker hit where he kind of found his niche. And Giddy Up Go is the tale of an emotional father-son reunion at a highway truck stop. Uh, it is... I'll, I'll spare you, the listeners, the whole song, but basically, it's this guy, he's a trucker. Uh, he, has a, he has a wife and he has a young child. And so he has the little son uh, who names the truck Giddy Up Go. And so the father comes home one day to discover that the wife has taken the son and left. No idea what happened. No idea where. Uh, so all this father has is the truck with the name Giddy Up Go written on it. And uh, But I will play you the reunion part. Because then, like, 20 years later, this, uh, this guy's at a truck stop. He meets up with this younger trucker. And, uh, and then here's a little bit of how that reunion goes. Well, I shook his hand and told him I had something I wanted him to see. And I took him out to the old truck and brushed off some of the dirt so the name would show. And his eyes got big and bright as he read Giddy Up Go. Oh, we had a lot of things to talk about and, buddy, I felt like a king. And now we've just pulled back on old 66. And he handled that rig better than any gear jammer that I'd ever seen. Well, now the lines on the highway have got a much brighter glow. As we go roaring down the road, and me staring at little sign that reads, Giddy Up Go. Oh, I, I can't. My hit. heartstrings. Here's, you're mad about different things. I'm mad. I'm not mad about, but it's like an itch. I keep wanting something to be happening, like about to happen. Like I keep expecting at the 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 merest lull, some sort of like cowboy yodel. Yes, like, some, or something right, like that. Something. Yeah. <laughs> like something like. But li- but deep and mournful, but not as, <laughs> not what I just did. No, give yourself more credit. That was very mournful. But uh, listen, listen, it's... Listen. If you are the kind of person who enjoys cloying sentimentality, you probably don't want surprises. You want a known quantity and you want to saturate in it. And Red Sovine figured that out. He Every single one of these trucker songs is some super melodramatic story about a reunion or a death or something along those lines. Or just, like I said, paraplegic children. See, now why can't we combine them and have a song be about reunion after death? And I and I went up to heaven. Down, down, down. After my, after my 18-wheeler crashed into that cement barricade. And I saw all my friends up there who had died in similar ways over the years. I guess we should have all taken those traffic classes. <laughs> and see, at least that one has a moral at the yeah. end of it. But he's done so many songs like these. And in fact, I, I, I listen to a lot of his back catalog. Yes, Steve can see how excited I am over this. Uh, no, I listened to a lot of his back catalog. And I discovered that new song, The Artist Behind Christmas Shoes, almost 100% ripped off an old Red Sovian song. There's a song called Roses for Mama, which is literally about this guy... In a shop, in a flower shop, trying to buy flowers for his mother on Mother's Day to have them shipped. But in line is a little five-year-old boy who's trying to buy roses for his mom too. And here's a little bit of that, and see if it sounds familiar for those of you who know Christmas shoes. And the first thing I saw was this little boy with his eyes full of tears, and I said, "Son, what's wrong?" And he said, "Mama loves roses." 
and today is her birthday, and I haven't seen her in almost a year. All right, but spoiler alert, um, it turns out his mom is dead, and he wants the roses for her uh, tombstone. Yes, I didn't see that coming. But uh, but literally, beat for beat, he doesn't have enough money. The asshole cashier's like, son, there's not enough here. And so this guy pays the difference for the roses, and then he thinks he's buying it for his this kid's living mother, but then when he's walking out of the flower shop, he sees the kid putting them by the, by the tombstone. I think between this song and the Christmas sh- Shoes song, we have figured out that the real villains here are retail employees. <laughs> You're damn right. Callous, heartless, black soul monsters. Just concerned about the bottom line. Gotta make sure the cash drawer matches up with what it says we're supposed to have. Although, granted, this kid only had a nickel. Well... At least the, at least the Christmas Shoes boy had a shit ton of pennies. Yeah, I guess. I'm just saying. If are you-, you on the side of Christmas Shoes now? Mike, we did it. I know you're out there, buddy. We did it. He loves Christmas shoes now. They're cut from the same cloth is all I'm saying. And this sentimentality continues. Oh, I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to rapid fire now. This is Red Sovine, uh, The Last Goodbye. My shopping's gotten a little behind. So I think I'll drive downtown to the grocery store. Well, That's great, Red. Just nodded okay and asked her to hand me an ashtray. And when she did... I reached over and squeezed her hand, and then she left. And I shuddered a minute at the thought of my world without her in it. And I re- But every single song sounds exactly the same. It's that same folksy slow twang, and it's that same... <laughs> Maybe it's stream of consciousness. It might be. He could literally be improvising all of these. Like Maybe, he just he's, had- he, maybe he's Randy, Newman, uh, Randy Newman-ing. Randy it. Newman-ing, yes. yes. But, like, yeah, everything starts with a story. It's like, well, I was in the back seat of my own truck, and then I had to move to the front seat so I could drive it. And then I got onto the road, and on the CB radio, I heard well, I was five-year-old child. Well, I was walking down to the grocery store yesterday, and I put on my socks. And then afterwards, I put on my shoes. And I began putting one of my feet in front of the other feet until I had crossed the distance between my house and the grocery store. You've done it, Steve. That is the formula. Uh, But it wasn't really until uh, Teddy Bear came along that he nailed the formula. For some reason, that song, amongst all the other songs, became a number one hit. It was literally a crossover hit. It was number one on the country Billboard 100. I think it made its way to number 40 in the Billboard 100 in 1975. So this song... Uh, I just noticed how many tabs you have open, and I'm very scared. <laughs> well, we've already burned through so many of them. I just wanted to give you a rapid-fire sense that's of... That's what I was scared about. I thought, like, and here's another example and of this. And another and one. And another thing that's exactly like that. Well, listen, we've got plenty to uh, chew on just with Teddy Bear, so... So we'll go back. We'll start the story from the beginning and hear the plight of oh, Teddy Oh, yes, Bear. please. I don't want to lose any plot points. Yes, yes. No, I mean, there's some twists and turns. I was on the outskirts of a little southern town Trying to reach my destination before the sun went down The old CB was blaring away on channel 1-9 When there came a little boy's voice on the radio line And he said, Breaker 1-9, is anyone there? Come on back, truckers, and talk to Teddy Bear Okay, let's say you just heard that Small voice saying, come on, truckers Talk to Teddy Bear. Yes, Nick, you dirty boy, you. That's not what I. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. It's just that's a that's a very odd request. A, it's someone talking in the third person. B, they've apparently given themselves the nickname Teddy Bear. And Red Sovin does not expand upon the motivations of this character in terms of why they're named Teddy Bear. It's just that's that's the name this kid has. Well, you have to. You can't just get on the CB and start. Just talking. You have to identify yourself. That's so true. You, you need actually a, you wait. Need a handle. No, Steve, because you have the uh, the jargon pulled up. It, does teddy bear mean anything? One moment, please. Yes. Beep 
Your call is important to us. Beep, 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 beep. No. <laughs> There's no teddy bear. No, it's just his handle. 410 on that. So that- you want me to... No, 10-4 would be affirmative. 410 would be hit me back. Gotcha. So 10-4, yeah. Gotcha is 10 10-4. 4-10 would be, you hear me? If by the end of this episode we haven't just resorted to nonsensical jargon that nobody else will understand, then we have done it right. I kind of wish, I just thought of it now, I kind of wish I had prepared a little, but if I could like rewrite like a Shakespearean sonnet in nothing but CB lingo, man, I wish I had thought of that before the episode. Oh well, continue. That could have been the <laughs> ultimate crossover success because... People who enjoy Shakespeare and truckers who use CB radio lingo are definitely two overlapping groups. Well, I keyed the mic and I said, you got it, teddy bear. And the little boy's voice came back on the air. Appreciate the break. Who we got on that end? I told him my handle and then he began. Now, I'm not supposed to bother you fellas out there. Mom says you're busy and for me to stay off there. But you see... I get lonely and it helps to talk because that's about all I can do. I'm crippled and I can't walk. Okay. Go ahead and make fun of the child now, Nick. Go ahead and make fun of that poor, poor fictional child. Why do you call me a monster for making fun of fictional characters? Because they still exist. No, they don't. This particular child doesn't, but the concept of crippled children is still a thing. So if any human being has actually experienced the same thing as a fictional character, it means you can't make fun of the fictional character. Correct. That is wholly not true. Well, we'll see based on the emails we get. <laughs> yes, please, listeners, if, if you disagree, contact us at songtopsyreport at gmail.com. But my problem so far is not with Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear seems to be very, a very polite young boy. Uh, my problem, once again, is with the... It's with the, like I said, the forced sentimentality, because it's not like... Since this is a spoken recitation, it's not like there's any lyrics or any, like, metaphor that you can tie it into. It's literally just a spoken story that happens to rhyme in some places where it's just trying to condense as much of a self-contained little feel-good story. It's I was telling you earlier, it's like those stupid... It's it's the equivalent of those Dodo videos that show up on your Facebook feed. It's like, oh, this... this uh, Flea-ridden, starving dog was found in a junkyard, but we 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 shaved him and we scrubbed him, and and now he's now he's better, and now he has a loving home. This, I this hate puppy, it. This puppy with no front legs can now move thanks to this Lego apparatus built exactly, by a teenager. Exactly. Yeah, yes, because two little seven-year-olds made a little Lego thing, so he's got little front wheels. So this dog can run around with a little Lego apparatus, and and because it's made of Legos, it can be rebuilt to expand uh, based on the growing of the dog. Yes, you can add even more limbs to the dog, but it's more the idea of just a it's 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 like sentimentality porn it's 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 a little self-contained bubble that just strips out any unnecessary inconveniences to the story just to give you a little feel-good little story just thinking of the logical extent conclusion to uh sentimentality porn oh yeah oh yeah baby oh yeah donate that money to charity Mm, yeah oh yeah yeah, give your shoes to the homeless man. Mm, do it. Do it! <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that Teddy Bear has already gotten to this point. But that's... Also, th- my big problem, though, is I, I can't... The, you said that this is this is trucker music. Shouldn't trucker music be designed to keep the truckers awake and alert? I know, like, this is very yeah, droney and... All of and the several of them that you mentioned, it's just like, you know, like... It, it, like the the cool down at the end of the night at a honky tonk when like the live band is done and so yes. it's just they're playing like whatever's on the jukebox. Yeah, last just, call was yeah. made. They're just winding and down. So it, it's like it's putting me to sleep right now listening to it. And I'm not behind the wheel of several tons of metal and st- of steel and f- combustion. I came back and told him to far up that mic. Far it up. Talk to him as long as he liked. This was my dad's radio, the little boy said. But I guess it's mine and mom's now. Because my daddy's dead. Okay. And you killed him, and then it becomes a murder mystery. <laughs> yes. It turns out Teddy Bear is driving directly behind him and has been tailing him this whole this time. Is a, this is a Stephen King novella waiting to happen. 
Well, little teddy bear started firing a forty-five at me from the pickup truck he was driving behind this me. Is equal parts Neil Gaiman and <laughs> and Stephen King. His legs didn't work, but he constructed two out of Legos that he was using to drive them. You killed me, because my daddy's dead. And you're the one that done deaded him. <laughs> huh? Beep, beep. Turns, turns his back. And the high beams come yeah. on. And then I remembered back in Nam when I'd let a fellow soldier step on a bomb. Dun, dun, dun. See, that's more. That's at least more exciting trucker music. I, If we do have any listeners who are truckers, we would love to. I mean, obviously, you listen to our podcast, which we appreciate. But I would love to know if you can maybe identify why this kind of music appealed to people who were driving for long stretches of time. I would love to meet the lone trucker that passes his time on the grand highways of this great nation of ours listening to our shit. Because I feel like there's a there's a dissonance between the two in my head. Dissonance how? We provide entertainment and a little bit of education. Here's the thing. I don't understand th- how this is appealing as music. I don't get what the enjoyment is. But if you think about a time before... Well, that's your fault. It is my fault. I am very short-sighted, apparently. But if you think of it as like a... In a time before podcasts or like audiobooks necessarily, I could see just like storytelling as a way to maybe pass the time. I just don't necessarily get why the plight of little teddy bear is the story that resonated with so many people. This paraplegic boy whose father was murdered by Red Sovine, uh, I'm going to keep running with this, uh, why this gritty revenge story of an eight-year-old boy on a Oh, you're right. It's Stephen King and Quentin Tarantino. It is, yes. I was completely off. Yes. I was off base. It's Death Proof meets Christine. Dad had a wreck about a month ago. He was trying to get home in a blinding snow. Mom has to work now to make ends meet. And I'm not much help with my two crippled feet. She says not to worry that we'll make it all right. Why are you laughing at this poor boy's crippled feet, Nick? Because every single line of this song is, quote-unquote, spoken recitation, is just designed to cram as much terrible terribleness into as short a song as possible his his legs are crippled we don't know why his dad is dead his mom has to work like two jobs he can't help because of his crippled legs like it's just you cannot compound any more misery onto this child it's it's, watch me it's hilarious at this point it's designed to make anyone like we all have stresses in our lives i'm sure the listeners in your day-to-day basis you have so many stresses maybe it's work maybe it's relationships maybe it's family but you will never have as terrible a plight as little teddy bear does with his crippled legs and his dead dad and his poor mother that is what red sovian wants to drive home that's you keep saying his name and i keep hearing red soviet in my head for some reason <laughs> just the complete opposite of this of of this guy but just in my head i guess and then on the cb radio Little Teddy Bear comes in. In Soviet Russia, truck drive you. <laughs> I hear her crying sometimes late at night. You know, there's one thing I want more than anything else to see. Oh, I know you guys are too busy to bother with me. But, you see, my dad used to take me for rides when he was home. But... I guess it's all over now since my daddy's gone. Yes, in case listeners forgot, his dad is very dead. No dad. Now he's singing this, singing, sorry. Now he's speaking this from the point of view of a child. So it's that's plausible that he's, It's maybe it's character work. Like he's... Like a child would wouldn't drive home the point on purpose. They would just be like, and and my dad's dead, and then and I I lost I lost the soccer game last night, and and then my da- my dad's dead, and like they run out of stuff eventually, and they but they want to keep talking. So maybe it's just character work. It might be, but it's not great character work because in the music that I heard of his, a shocking number, a shockingly high number of his songs feature him speaking as little children, usually some little boy with some dead parent. And he's always doing this kind of like adult trying to sit very conspicuously trying to sound and speak like a little kid. It's, it's not the way, I don't think it's the way any kid actually speaks. And you know, in his defense, it's, he's probably never going to perfectly sound like that, but he does it so frequently. And it always sounds like old man 
trying very hard to sound like a little kid. Well, he's not a voiceover actor, Nick. He doesn't have the training. He <laughs> he is a quote-unquote performer slash musician if he doesn't have the training. If all those years at, what was the name of the radio station? If all those years at KWKHAM in Shreveport didn't train him, then what is he doing? He doesn't deserve the number one hit, is what I'm saying, for his lack of convincing child dialogue work. Not one breaker came on the old CB as that little crippled boy talked with me. I tried hard to swallow a lump that just wouldn't stay down because I thought about my boy back in Greenville town. Dad was going to take Mom and me with him later on this year. Well, I remember him saying, Someday this old truck will be yours, teddy bear. But what about that shadowy spot? I'm sorry? It's a Lion King reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wow, all right. You didn't do it in the voice, that's why. You didn't do the booming James Earl Jones voice. No, it's the Simba voice. Well, you didn't sound enough like unlike Jonathan Re- Taylor Thomas. Unlike Red Sovine. See how hard it is to do Unlike Red convi- Sovine, I apparently can't do a convincing no, kid no, no. voice. See how hard it is for an adult male you know to do what? a child's voice? My apologies. Red Sovine's child dialogue work is spot on. You actually just came from voiceover work, yes? Yes, I did. Yes, so... So uh, I know of which I speak. Actually, you know what? I'm curious now, from someone who is giving him credit for this, what would your Teddy voice be? I mean, for some reason, I imagine you're going to go with British street urchin. Because my daddy's dead, you say? <laughs> and now I don't have... Now I don't have two coins to rub together. Oh, I'm so poor and dirty. <laughs> I would love it if Red Sabine's character was driving through, as he said, the outskirts of some southern town, and the one British street urchin is on a CB radio. Breaker one nine, breaker one nine. This is little Teddy Oliver. <laughs> Dirty Oliver, yes. Teddy Bear's distant cousin, Dirty Oliver, which is also a drink. Yes. Bartend, barkeep, rustle up a round of Dirty Olivers for me and my buxom chums here. <laughs> and a Teddy Bear chaser, which is just fruit juice. Although it's funny you mention that. Uh, we will discuss this later. But there is. There were sequels to this song. There is a teddy bear expanded universe. Yes, you're so thrilled by this. I am, because of all the songs deserving of delving deeper into this character-driven story, clearly Teddy Bear is the one. But I know I'll never get to ride an 18-wheeler again. But this old bass will keep me in touch with all my trucker friends. Teddy Bear's going to back on out now and leave you alone, because it's about time for Mom to come home. But you give me a shout when you're passing through, and I'll sure be happy to come back to you. Well, I came back and I said, uh, before you go, 1010, what's your home 20, little CB friend? Well, he gave me his address, and I didn't once hesitate. This is the point where, in the song, I began to realize, wait, am I actually a out-of-touch, cynical, one of those city-dwelling elitist who thinks he's so much better than everyone else. Yes. Well, because at this point, I thought this. I thought at this point for several reasons. First off, you go to the comments sections of any of these videos, and it's just so many people saying, gives me fond memories, you know, they don't make music like this anymore, the song brings a tear to my eye, and here I am making fun of the uh, manipulative sentimentality that the song exhibits, but maybe some people want to be manipulated. Maybe there's like an unspoken contract of people saying, I want to feel good about something, and this song is making me feel those warm, fuzzy feelings. The song also speaks to a simpler time, because I don't know if you just heard that, listeners, but this stranger, this truck driver, just asked an eight-year-old boy for his home address to which the boy gave him that address. In in this much darker time we live in, I just can't imagine when this how this would happen. Well, then don't. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a dark road I don't feel like we need to go down. <laughs> I was going to make a truck metaphor about the dark road that we could go down, but I will spare you that. Because the song is about to take an uplifting turn. Because this hot load of freight is just going to have to wait. 
I'm not going to make any comment on that, but I will play it again. Yep. Well, he gave me his address, and I didn't once hesitate. Because this hot load of freight is just going to have to wait. Now, once now again, we will pause for several moments as your imaginations take this to its own logical conclusion. And we cannot be held responsible for we it. We cannot. However, I can say if Mike was here, I'm sure the comment after which a truck driver got a little boy's home address and replied, this hot load of freight can't wait. Now you're just applying your own modern day sensibilities to what is a piece of history. Piece of something. Uh, you can't You can't apply the the moral mores of today to look it's like the song equivalent of joe biden (laughs) you can't you can't apply what joe is now to what joe used to be like what joe used to be isn't what joe is now and oh no i've gone (laughs) cross-eyed yes i turned that truck around on a dime and headed straight for jackson street 229 and as I rounded the corner, oh, I got one heck of a shock. 18 wheelers were lined up for three city blocks. See, that could have been anything. I turned the corner and I was in for a shock. A dozen murderous clowns. <laughs> all standing hip, all standing hip to waist blocking the street with carving knives and hatchets. So do you think uh, Teddy Bear flipped it around? He led him into a trap so that these murderers... It was a honey trap, I tell you. Yes! That being said, once again, there is a dark road Steve mentioned that we can't go down. However, I just feel obliged to remind you, the listeners, that uh, this little boy on the CB radio said he was lonely. Eighteen truckers stopped their uh, immediate necessary transportation they were doing to drive right to this little boy's house. Damn it, Nick! Can't you just take it for what it obviously is? Must it's not you, me who's going to take it? Uh, must you apply? Must must you work? I am at not applying. This? I am not applying anything. I'm simply reiterating the facts that Red Sovian has established. Why in Why can't it just be that obviously a bunch of truckers have shown up to cheer up this poor kid? Because we don't live in an innocent time anymore, Steve. It can be if people like you stop putting your sick shit on stuff. Well, you know what, Steve? Okay, let's listen to a little bit more and see if I was totally wrong. Let's see if there's any other phrases that he drops. Worst that case will... scenario, these truckers are here to make sure that they get it on with his mom and become his new daddy, which is perfectly wholesome. Yes, I alluded to the sequel song. The, the sequel is called Teddy Has 18 Daddies Now. I guess every driver for miles around had caught Teddy Bear's call, and that little crippled boy was having a ball. For as fast as one driver would carry him in, another would carry him to his truck and take off again. Well, you better believe I took my turn at riding Teddy Bear. Okay, well, that one's <laughs> a little hard to to defend. That's uh, Once again, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to go down the Stark Road, but I just want you, the listeners, to hear what was just said. Well, you better believe I took my turn at riding Teddy Bear. He has to make... I can't even defend that. I was yes, say, he's he has speaking to make, it. There's oh, he no excuse I was for making say, it fit He's got to make it fit the meter. Oh, wait, there's no meter. He could just talk about whatever he could have phrased that any way he wanted to. But you better believe he took his turn right in that eight-year-old crippled child. Oh, God. I miss Mike. I can't <laughs> believe I said that. Also, must we... Define this child by his disability? Must he constantly both just be the called crippled boy? Both the child himself and the trucker only refer to him as that. Though the child himself described himself that way, it wasn't his. It wasn't his moniker. His it was, like his handles teddy bear, not wheels. But that's 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 a. Pr- <laughs> That is a perfect example of why I don't like the sentimentality. We literally know nothing about him except for the things that make him sad, that make him a sad, pitiful character. Well, the song's got to be under 305, Nick. It doesn't have to. If it's spoken word, you're not waiting for the catchy chorus to come back. You may as well make each one like a 20-minute, basically like an audiobook with some strummy acoustic country music in the background. 
So okay, so where we have left off, uh, teddy bears being written. It is a dark place where you live. I don't. Li- I am simply reiterating the you lyrics of the song. You are sweating buckets right now, <laughs> yelling at me. I am very passionate about how I feel about this song. And then I carried him back in and put him down in his chair. And buddy, if I never live to see happiness again. I want you to know I saw it that day. And he won't, because it is a lonely, painful life to be a trucker. We took up a collection for him before his mama got home. And each driver said goodbye, and then they were all gone. He shook my hand with a mild... And lest we forget the true victim of the events of this song, whoever is coming home from work and needs to fucking park on that fucking street... Yes, because it's 18 trucks, all with trailers behind them, I'm sure, like, just completely segueing just, off. The- just a bunch of people getting home from, oh, man, so, so, so much shit I dealt with at work today. God, boss is up my ass. Can't wait to get home. And What the fuck? Now I have to drive around the neighborhood for an hour. And they Cause just Because the, the kids got the kids to, like, ride in each truck, and there's, like, 18 of them. It's going to take hours. And I mean, let's be real. If the kid has ridden two of the trucks, he probably doesn't need to ride in the other yeah. 16. And what with the murderous clowns throughout town? Well, sure. People can't even get out. Ah, oh, God, I came home from work early to avoid the murderous clown rush, and now I got to drive around waiting for these stupid trucks to go away. It's a recurring thing. The weatherman will say, and we have a chance of murderous clowns uh, in the late afternoon. Make sure to avoid that. But you can't because the trucks are blocking that exit. And grinned and said, so long, trucker. I'll catch you again. I hit that interstate with tears in my eyes. I turned on the radio and I got another surprise. Breaker 19 came a voice on the air. Just one word of thanks from Mama Teddy Bear. Can I just say I just say I I do love I do love this dialect. Like I I really I wish there was like a I wish that it's just you don't expect you know, we've got such a, a uh, an ingrained notion of, like, what this kind of person is, like, who sounds like this. Yes. And one of these days, I just kind of want to be, like, at a at a truck stop or at a garage, like, get my, get my car looked at and, like, have the mechanic go, like, yep, taking a good look under the hood right here, and you got a real mess on your hands. There's a crack in your engine block the size of the Great Rift Valley. And it may not extend from Lebanon to Mozambique, but I'll wager it puts a damper on your there Disney World trip. You know, a good brake pad puts me in the mind of something St. Augustine a Hippo once served. When he served, thou must be emptied of that wherewith thou art full, that thou mayest be filled with that whereof thou art empty. Steve is like the ultimate performance art piece. I think you should commit to moving to like a small Kentucky town and just being that person. <laughs> get yeah. a little get a little garage and Yeah, well what you got on your hands here is a faulty fan belt. Sorta of like uh sorta of like sorta of like uh in fifteen eighty three when uh in Denmark uh Hurgerson von Birkenschern <laughs> I ran out of things. <laughs> well you you'd have time to work on it. Yeah. Each and every one a special prayer for you, because you just made my little boy's dream come true. I'll sign off now before I start to cry. May God ride with you, 10-4, and goodbye. And so that's that's the song, the last words of uh, Mama, quote unquote, Mama Teddy Bear, thanking the truck drivers. So you know, yeah, she did. <laughs> yes. Wait, all... hold on. Let me put my mic hat on. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> all eighteen. So it's funny that at the very end of this song, the character of Mama Teddy Bear is mentioned because very very shortly after the song, there was an unofficial sequel to it performed by Diana Williams called Teddy Bear's Last Ride. I see. Now, I won't play the whole thing. I'll play a clip of it. But the story of this is told from the point of view of a friend of Teddy Bear's mom who cared for Teddy Bear when he was when mom was at work because as we know the dad was dead and this oh was he I didn't I didn't I didn't know that yeah in, ca- in case you missed that listeners uh, dad is dead 
Uh, so this friend of Teddy Bear's mom, who cared for Teddy Bear when mom was working, suggests that the boy's paraplegia is part of a terminal health condition, one that eventually kills Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear dies, and the song's ending has a group of truck drivers attending the boy's funeral, with one of the semi-trailers serving as the hearse for Teddy Bear. This was the song, and he, hang on, here's a little bit. And there was nothing in this whole world either of us could do. He talked less often on the old CB. There were times when he'd hardly talk with me. He took to sitting by the window and watching the road. And the big 18-wheelers rolling by with their loads. And finally he was too weak to get out of bed. And one day he looked up at me and said, Would you turn on the radio and go on the air and tell all my trucker friends what's happened to Teddy Bear? So I gave Red Savine a lot of shit for the sentimentality. Did of you now? His song, yes. Once again, listeners, in case you missed that. Um, but Why that, are you coming in on the last ten minutes is, of the episode? That is nothing. Yes, that is nothing compared to literally at this point, a paraplegic child with a terminal illness is dying slowly. And you're about to hear his last request is just to tell all the truckers that this is what's happening to him and that he will soon be dead. Cause late one night the angel came. And the last thing he said before he died was, tell all my trucker friends how I enjoyed the rides. Mama Teddy Bear couldn't tell him, and neither could I. Cause every time we'd look at that radio, we'd both start to cry. The funeral was preached at the chapel, and little Teddy Bear started on his last ride. As the procession rounded the little city square, the sounds of a hundred engines fill the air. The tr- and and it goes it goes on <laughs> and it goes on like this. <laughs> but I got I also got to say the fact that Timmy's last ride was his hearse, which is a pickup truck, to deliver him to his gravesite. That's pretty metal. It w- it could only be made more epic is if the um the the trailer was converted into some sort of floating funeral pyre. Yes. And then I just drive the truck into a body of water and then another trucker like hurls a hurls a flaming beer can and like shoots it like a skeet shot so it explodes and the fire rains down on the truck and, and lights it catches it. on fire. I think I've invented a new sport. <laughs> that would yes. Cuz listen, that is what Teddy deserves. Yes. He de- he deserves that sent out. So that was an unofficial sequel, but uh Red Sovine, when he heard it, he was allegedly outraged that somebody... Because apparently there's no copyright on the character of Teddy Bear in this and one I think song. We, I think we've got uh, audio of him being outraged, and then I have Nick play a uh, an audio of Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so he was so upset by this, he wrote another song, Red Sovine did, called Little Joe. Um, it's about wh- Joe Pesci. <laughs> Well, actually, it's it's a, it's about a do- the dog is little Joe, but uh, Red Sovine he was so outraged that he included Teddy Bear in this song, who not only is still alive but can miraculously walk again, mm. which I love. His way, he's like his mentality was, "You're gonna kill Teddy Bear? Okay, not only is he not dead, but he can walk again." He's like that was his. He's like a really like shitty egotistical comic book writer. Who like you, he writes? He, you're on a book, and then you you do a lot of stuff on the book, and you like them. And then the next person that shows up and writes the book after you like retcons absolutely everything, everything you, you just did. did, and you get pissed off, and then write your own fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It's happened more times than I can count. I see it all the time. So uh, I'll play a little bit of Little Joe, which is another story about a trucker who's just driving down the highway, not thinking about much in particular, when I found a little dog and I named him Little Joe. So random dog just hopped into the truck. Looked to that truck like he was born there. Well, I named him Little Joe. And as I watched him sleep on the seat beside me, that's when I knew that Little Joe would be with me for a long, long time. Well, a few months later, I was talking to my old friend Teddy Bear on the old CB and not paying much attention to my back door. And little Joe started barking up a storm. I looked up and I saw a Smokey in the mirror. Yep, Smokey, that's a cop. Yep, that is, there is, and I don't know how much of the beginning of this episode is going to make it in or how much it's getting cut, but there is an inordinate amount of trucker lingo to just describe cops. 
there's like 50 ways of describing cops. It makes me feel like that they're all up to something. Like, why well, would I'm you assu- need so many ways to like surreptitiously talk to each other about the police? I'm assuming on a CB radio, the cops would then become pretty, they could pretty quickly tell uh, what the code word is for cop. And so they had to keep changing it. I guess. But it's, or yes, they're yeah. all transporting drugs. Maybe maybe all the truck drivers who made teddy bears dreams come true, maybe they all had heroin in the back. Just truckloads of heroin. Or maybe they work for the pharmaceutical industry. Even worse. Just in time. But you know something? Teddy bear heard little Joe barking and he said, Hey, Big Red, let me talk to your partner. And I said, You got it, good buddy. How's the old smoky situation, little Joe? Little Joe said, Gruff. Oh, that just tore him up. And the next 200 miles just flew by. Oh, God. On- it takes uh, very little to entertain then, you for 200 miles. And the miles. next 200 miles are the exact same thing over and over again. The miles just flew on by. The same fifth, the same six or seven dad jokes told to a dog, as many as you can come up with over the next. Several hundred miles of nothingness as I drive on through the prairies in the middle of our great country. It takes very little to entertain you when you're just seeing the same stretch of highway over and over again. He wanted to talk to Little Joe. Well, one night we were headed through the Smokies in East Tennessee. And Little Joe started acting real nervous. I heard the sounds of lightning on the old CB. And suddenly we were in the worst storm that I'd ever seen. All at once I saw headlights coming straight at my rig. Someone was blinded in the rain. So I swerved fast and just barely missed a camper full of kids. But the shoulder gave way and we crashed over the side of the mountain. And when I woke up, my truck was on fire and I couldn't move. Very suddenly, the background music does not match the tone that the story just. This took. truck driver has the most eventful life. Yes, I, I've I nothing happens to me. This is a TV. I feel like we should be writing this. This is a TV show. Just terrible things that happen to truckers. That happen to truckers. Like has, that's it's like maybe it could be a horror anthology or a, uh, or it could be just like a it could be an it could be a regular anthology. It could be called Your Trucked. Sure, Nick. It's called your truck. You have to find the pitch, Steve. But somehow, little Joe grabbed me by the collar and pulled me away from that burning rig. Well, I was in the hospital the next time I woke up, and the doctor was there to break the bad news. The accident had taken my sight. Oh, God, now I can't even drive. And that's when I realized how helpless teddy bear must have felt before the miracle happened that made him walk again and that's all they that's the rest of teddy bear's involvement in the story well maybe whatever like miraculous mythological power that healed uh little teddy bear maybe he can tell him where maybe he can tell big red where to find it I guess, yeah. I, well, it also depends on on um, which. Uh, and then, and then it then it spawns off into the adventure of Big Red and Little Teddy on their search for Idun's golden apples. Well, actually, I, a much simpler solution ends up happening. Apparently, the dog and spoilers to anyone who hasn't heard of uh, Little Joe, uh, the dog becomes his seeing eye dog. Because apparently, the dog just happens to be. Trained. Oh, so the, the so the dog helps him drive the truck then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Just you a little pause me, on the steering wheel. You let wheel. me know, little Joe, when I'm about to crash into something. <laughs> is that mean I'm going to crash into something, or is that an affirmative? I'm not really getting a lot of this. <laughs> this and then a different camera full of This was a terrible idea. <laughs> I can say again. <laughs> his last words. He only sees his fiery demise. But that is essentially the saga of uh, Teddy Bear. In, in the official and unofficial sequels to the song. So uh, last we saw him, he was still alive, but uh, who knows where he's at now. Unlike now, Big Red. I will say, I think my central complaint is that I don't think this is very difficult to do. I don't think it's very difficult to take a sentimental country background track and just tell a very sad saccharine story over it. But we can test this because apparently, listeners, you could maybe go to a karaoke bar, probably in the South, it's a little bit easier to find this, uh, there is a karaoke track 
of uh, Teddy Bear, and I'm sure of other Red Soybean tracks as well. So I'm going to try something, and I haven't told Steve what I'm going to do here. But no, but Steve had this weird feeling in the back of his mind all day, like, hmm, I feel like something's about to happen that I'm going to hate. What I was thinking of doing, Stephen, is making up the title to like a sentimental-sounding Red Sovine-esque song, and you coming up with a teddy bear-like story to uh, to uh, jerk the tears of all of our listeners. Wait, me? And then you, I gotta do it. And then you reverse it to me. You give me a name, and we'll see if we Steve, can. Steve, I've got this great idea. You're gonna do a lot of work, and I'm gonna sit here and suggest things at you. No, I, I will give you a title. This isn't whose line is it anyway? It, it absolutely is. I'm Drew Carey right now. Ha ha ha. I will give you a title, and then you give me a title. We'll do like a minute or two and see if we can do it. So, I haven't thought of a title yet, but I'm trying to think what we've discussed that um, that, that that could lend itself to it. Uh, this Okay, so... Also, keep in mind, listeners, one of us at the table has had improv instruction, and the other hasn't, and so it's kind of like going into a gunfight with not even a BB gun, with like a bow and arrow. But Steve is a classically trained actor... If anything, I'm at a disadvantage. Okay, this song... No, I suck more. No, I do. The, okay, so, so I want you to do a uh, Red, Zo- Red Sovian-esque song telling the story of Ten Tacos for Timmy. God, I hate you. <laughs> well, I was heading down the old 2-2... On my way to Santa Fe When on the old CB radio Came a voice Like unto an angel And I hearkened unto it As my pastor hath taught me to do And it was the voice of a young child A young Mexican child Who While he could not speak English And I could not speak Spanish had a connection with me so I asked him where I might find him that I could share with him a fine dining experience in what I presume to be his preferred food type (laughs) and even though I don't understand Spanish and he don't understand English I know the language of the road and I know how hungry them little Mexican kids get four tacos. Yes, sir, I may not know much about much south of the border, but I am certain that those little Mexican boys love to eat them some tacos. And I drove up to his hacienda, which is one of the four Spanish words I know, <laughs> including tacos. And I knocked on the door and I said, Donde esta la biblioteca? And he looked up at me and he said, Something I couldn't understand because I had spended the maximum length of my Spanish language usage. So I took him by the arm and I threw him in the cab of my big rig drove them down to Los Tacos Supremos. At least I think that's what it was called. I wasn't too familiar with the area. It had a big neon taco on it, so of course it was natural to assume they sold tacos. And we walked in to El Taco Supremo and I ordered ten tacos for that poor little niño. And for myself, I asked only for una cerveza as I sat and watched a confused and bewildered Mexican child force himself to eat tacos out of what I can only assume was fear (laughs) at this gringo stranger making him eat tacos. Wow. Wow. It really brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly out of fear for that child. <laughs> so much trouble. Oh, God. <laughs> I fucking you- hate you so much. You bring this out of me. This was really a terrifying kidnapping story <laughs> for the perspective of that poor little Mexican child. <laughs>
but you really stole it. I mean, I could see that being a Red Sovian song. <laughs> oh, fuck I could really you, see it. Nick. Well, Steve, if you want to, if you want to give me a uh, did the uh, kid? I don't remember the prompt. Was it the kid? Ten had, tacos for Timmy. For Timmy, oh, I didn't even know. It's second. fine. What you his know. Name was. Timmy was probably the name he gave. His name was probably like Hernandez. I couldn't understand what he was saying at me. I was assuming it was his Ayuto, name. Ayuto, Ayuto. Sounds like Timmy to me. So I said, Timmy. <laughs> okay. Um, so yes, give me like as we as uh, the titles that we've heard from Red Sovian. Uh, uh, the Devil, the Child, and Route sixty six. The Devil, the Child, and Route sixty six. Yeah. Okay. Now it'd be nice to you. That's a softball for you. Thank you. Well, I was driving six miles down Route 66. It was a stormy day, and I could see thunder and lightning in the distance, like some grim foreboding of something I could not comprehend. When coming up on the horizon, I saw what looked like a little child. And I had to squint a little bit over the steering wheel as I was only three feet tall and had to use bricks to reach the gas pedal. But through the steering wheel, I could see that, yes, it was a little child. He was dressed all in black and he was wearing a nice suit and those little like short shorts that barely go halfway to your knees. And he was holding a single black balloon. Now, I had seen a lot of th- things in my day on the road. I'd seen birds pick up trucks and fly away with them. There's some very big birds out in this side of the country. But I'd never seen a little child just standing there all by himself. So I, I pulled over and I rolled down the window and I said, hey, you need a ride? And, and the little boy said, yes. Yes, I do. I have some business to attend to in Washington, D.C. Now, I didn't know much about politics, but I figured maybe this boy was the son of some senator or something, so I let him in, and I said, well, let's go. It occurred to me that Route 66 was very far away from Washington, D.C., running from California to Chicago, But I didn't really have to get my cargo anywhere too fast, so I thought, why not? I just had a bunch of mattresses to deliver to Raymore and Flanagan. So I asked this little boy, why do you need to go to Washington, D.C.? And this little boy turned his head to me. It was a somewhat supernatural angle, because he didn't turn just like he normally would. He turned his his head uh, clockwise and went all the way around. So he was looking at me with a stretched out neck. And he said, I am the devil incarnate, and I'm here to do the devil's work. For too long, the hubris of man has caused death and destruction upon this earth. And before Christ comes back to exact a bloody vengeance on the day of judgment, I am here to destroy that which he hath created. All that is good, all that is holy, shall be crushed under my hand. I am he. The one who arrives on the back of demons. I am he who has made sexual congress with the whore of Babylon. I am she, and this truck and you are the seven-headed beast with ten horns raised upon your head that will deliver me unto Washington and the death of this world. Now, I didn't really know what this boy was talking about, but I liked the cut of his jib. He reminded me of my own little son. He read a lot of books. So I continued to drive this little boy all the way to Washington. And when he got there, boy, oh boy, did the clouds turn red. And did blood rain down from the sky. And did locusts find their way into every crevice of my old 18-wheel rig. Well, as I tell you this story over this smoldering barrel fire eating the last remains of our former friend, Tim. I tell you the story to remind you of what the days were like when truckers were truckers. You know, those mattresses never did make it to Raymore and Flanagan. You're sleeping on them right now. Only time has ripped them of all feathers and cotton, and 
I've stuffed them with the cushiony fat of Tim here, who I just ate. Would you like to be done now? And another thing. <laughs> yes, this, sorry. That's not fair. I had to make mine up. You just opened up your Bible and read entirely several passages verbatim from the I, book of Revelation. I, yep, you got me. Listeners, I always have a Bible handy. You that know, isn't fair. <laughs> I had to make mine up, and mine turned racist real quick for some reason. <laughs> yes, Steve. Um, but no, I, 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 I think I would even give you the leg up, Steve. I think you really captured Red Sovine's character quite well uh but those were two very similar interpretations of that kind of staple of of the sentimental trucker song uh and that was uh teddy bear guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at the song topsy report but you can also uh follow us on dapper devil productions in fact our website now as you've probably heard time and time again on this uh podcast our website is now uh part of Dapper Devil Productions. You can still go to the songtopsreport.com and it will take you there. Uh, but you can go to Dapper Devil Productions, go to podcasts and see all the work that we've collectively done. Um, including the, I'm sure Mike will want me to plug once again, uh, Dairies of Our Lives, the newest web series. No, I don't think did. so. Listen, Listen, you guys, I don't need people to come see the thing I work so hard on. Make sure they don't know anything about it. So check that out, too. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and, uh, and Mr. Steven Trollo. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo and also at all the other places Nick just mentioned. Yes. Oh, man, it's so easy without Mike here. <laughs> Doesn't take that long at all. No, in honor of Mike. Yeah, guys, you can reach me at MrMikeRussell. You can reach him at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And, uh, yeah, like I, Nick said, you know, send us your feedback, your reviews, five stars preferably. And, uh, yeah, tell us what it would take for you to ignore your trucker route and uh, and find a... What... what physical issue would a little boy have to have for you to divert your truck route to go and see him or you know what audience just come up with your own horrible thing in the vein of what we've been discussing and send yes. it to us send it to us songtopsyreport at gmail.com we'll figure it out yes and uh that is it for us this week guys thank you so much for listening I'm Nick Brigadier and I'm hitting the double nickel on my way to dirty side looking for an action doc how about you good buddy Steve that's so dirty uh and we will see you next week take care Get to bed by three, take good care of yourself, you belong to me, be careful crossing streets. It's a Dapper Devil production, see?